What is good, Philadelphia sports fans? It's Victory Monday. We have waited literally four long, agonizing weeks to get to this point, and we finally, finally have a Victory Monday. Welcome to another episode of Sports and Stilettos Podcast. I am your host, Breezy. Anyone who's new, welcome to the show. It's lit over here. Um, if you know anything about me, I, um, you know, I say, I say what's on my mind. I say how I feel good or bad. Um, a lot to talk about in this episode today. A lot of things to dissect, a lot of things to figure out how the hell we're going to fix it. But you know what? The bad things right now don't matter. It'll matter probably Wednesday or Thursday when we get ready for Pittsburgh. But right now, it doesn't matter because the Eagles have won their very first game of the 2020 COVID season. It'll get no better than that. So, to kick things off, um, follow me or make sure that you're following me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can also follow me on Instagram at sports and stilettos podcast. Uh, DMs are open. Um, you know, I, I, I talk a whole lot. So um, make sure you hit me up. Let me know what you think. Um, subscribe to the show, please. I drop episodes at very, very odd times of the day. So having your notifications on and being subscribed to the show, it'll help. It will. I promise. Um, so so let's let's just let's just get into it because I'm I'm so excited. I usually don't drop till Tuesday. So super excited to drop today. Um, lots of lots of things to cover here. Like I said before, first in the division alone at the top everyone else in this division lost yesterday (laughs) and you know what all of their fans are peasants they're peasants to me today and I don't care I don't care Dak had garbage yards because they were down like 40 points so I don't even care they got beat by the the freaking Browns like whatever so um anyway one two and one as a record Right now, week four in the books, and it feels amazing. It's, I mean, it's a losing record, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. We're, you know, we're number one. Fuck it. Sorry, sorry, did not mean to say it. Anyway, um, so really quick, I, I'll, I'll just give you guys a really quick update for my fantasy football league. So I have been on a three game losing streak for the first three weeks of the season at 7 30 yesterday. I pretty much felt as though I was going to lose and lose badly again. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I tweeted out (laughs) what the point spread looked like um, going against the person that I was matched up with for the week. Your girl had 34 points as of 746 Sunday night. That is out of control. That's out of control. And then, um, you know, the other person had uh, 125 points. So I just, I knew that like I was probably going to lose again. So I just didn't even get on uh, to check my fantasy league at all um, until this morning. And your girl effing won. How about that? I won. That is ridiculous. If, If that's not symbolic to this Eagles team, I don't know what is, honestly. 
Like I really thought, I thought that I was going to ride this losing streak until, until like the Eagles went on a bye or something. But you know, um, <laughs> ironically, I had some San Francisco, uh, 49ers on my team and uh shout out to, um, Kittle who got me 40 points last night. Uh, and shout out to McKinnon who got me 22 points last night. Uh, once wasn't far behind, I wanted a little bit more out of him, but you know what? A win is a win, whatever. Wentz got me 21 points and, uh, Eagles defense, 15 points in defense. Like I, I love it. I love it. So I squeaked out a win. Be happy for me, please. Cause I was scared. <laughs> um, so let's, let's start with the defense. Let's start with the defense. As much as this Philadelphia fan base clowns Jim Swartz with that picket fence defense, um, you know, his play calling, his uh, inability to adjust. It, it, we were calling for his job literally maybe maybe 72 hours ago at this point. We were calling. Uh, he needs to go. We need a new defensive coordinator in here right now. We don't care if it's in the middle of the week. Whatever. We wanted Jim Schwartz gone. Wanted him gone. Tired of tired of the defense coming up short. Tired of the defense not putting in the effort and seeing it out on the field and doing the things that they were brought here to do. And you know what? Jim Schwartz honestly changed my mind yesterday. I think I might give him till the bye week to like keep his job. But honestly, we saw a different defense last night versus the 49ers. We saw creativity. We saw people actually executing their 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 individual job. We saw them do that. You know, they looked like they were out there having fun. Um, shout out to Malik Jackson for literally just being you and and being so Philly. Last night it was it was glorious to see. It was glorious to watch. I I I love guys like that. Um you know, thank God for Darius Slay. I feel like I feel like Darius Slay not only is he one of those um shutdown corners, I really think that he brings a different kind of vibe to the defensive room entirely. I feel like He's kind he's the he's the spark that we've needed not only in the secondary because our secondary has been trash but he is the spark that that we needed to ignite the talent and the the ability of this defense. I feel like when he is out there, it's like everybody is so calm that they can actually do what they need to do without worrying about somebody else. That defensive front yesterday, the rotation, perfect. The players that were out, Derek Barnett, ayo, I'm sorry for the slander. I am. But you know what? Derek Barnett shut a lot of people up last night. He did. He really did. And I love it. Good for him. Um, 
I, you know, we didn't really hear a whole lot from Fletcher Cox, but you know what? That's fine because the front four did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, Rodney McLeod, pick six, or I'm sorry, an interception. Excuse me. And um, I can't remember off the top of my head who actually, um, who actually hit the quarterback. Um, but, you know, Rodney McLeod. Shout out to him for 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 staying in the play and making sure that he followed through. Um, uh, Singletary or Singleton, sorry. Um, Alex Singleton, here we go. Pick six, staying in the play, running it all the way back. We haven't had any turnovers yet. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like December of last year was the last time that this defense had a turnover. You know, it's it's. It's well-needed. It is well-deserved. This defense has been starving for a turnover. And to have two within the same game is like... Well, two interceptions within the same game is... Um, it's a confidence booster. At least for me. And, you know, obviously, I don't play football. But I can only imagine how these players felt after seeing Rodney come up with the interception. After seeing... Singleton, run it back for a pick six. You know, all of these little things, seeing the defense get these sacks, it's 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 a real confidence booster. And I think they're going to carry that into next week when they go against Pittsburgh. Um, we all knew how we all let's just let's just call it what it is. We all know how talented George Kittle is. We all know he's literally he's top three tight end in the league and he shows it every single week this defense got toasted by him they really did I mean he was lit he was 15 and he caught everything that was thrown his way 15 of 15 for 183 yards and a touchdown while I appreciated that in my fantasy football league um obviously I didn't appreciate it as a Philadelphia Eagles fan um but you know what it is what it is because the Niners still lost. So <laughs> it, you know, it, it's, it's water under the bridge at this point. You know, you, you take what you saw with him, you apply it to the next game and, and you make adjustments that way. If this defense is just going to allow the opposing tight ends to just run all over them every, every game, but we still come out with a win. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. If, if that's what the trade-off is. Now, if we if we start losing and these, these tight ends are getting 200-plus yards or whatever, you know, obviously then I'm going to have a problem and be calling for Jim Schwartz's job again. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was really nice to see the defense actually step up and, and do what they needed to do, um, forcing the three and outs and, um, and really just really finally gelling and and showing the 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 effort and the enthusiasm and stuff like that on the field um you know i i personally got a little scared uh darius slay was uh hit with a helmet to his knee i really believe that that was intentional i don't think that that was by accident um it was a lineman so no you the linemen don't lead with their head to like tackle somebody he literally went for slay's knees 
Um, but that's neither here nor there because Slay came back. So, um, you know, if that isn't, um, I feel like that is, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, that's a, that's a different kind of fire and you love to see it. You really do. Um, so let's, let's, let's shift on over to the offense. Uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way now. Doug, I'm happy that your balls dropped this week, buddy. I really am. I I was a little scared. I didn't think they were going to come back. But you saw you saw the trust that uh Doug Peterson had in this offense within the first uh what? First series of the game, first two series of the game, and you saw it when they went for the two-point conversion after Wentz scored the rushing touchdown in the first quarter. I thought that that set the tone really for the rest of the game. Doug Peterson was pretty much saying like, listen, I trust you. Let, let's let's go win this game. You know, it's not, he's he wasn't being, you know, overzealous and over aggressive and any it was the perfect amount of trust and aggression in this Eagles offense that we saw against the 49ers and I couldn't be more happy about it that's the kind of that's the kind of poise that I want to see every week you know uh Carson Wentz it was a more um it was more balanced offense um Carson Wentz 28 passing attempts. I talked about this in the last episode. If Carson Wentz is over 40 passing attempts, we don't win games that way. We don't win games. When you have a bell cow like Miles Sanders, when you have a, a mobile quarterback like Carson Wentz, who can run the ball, who can pick up these chunk yards, why pass the ball 40, 45 times a game? You don't need to. You really don't. And I really like that they kept it under 30 passing attempts. He was 18 of 28, 193 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I'm a little iffy on the interception. I don't think that was his fault, but whatever. Um, You know, 193 yards, eh, it could have been better. Um, But take what you can get. So, I mean, at this point, we won. It is what it is. Um, Carson also rushed seven times for 37 yards. I love seeing him pick up first downs. I've, I've said this on probably countless episodes that if Carson can get his legs back underneath him and feel confident in his own ability to rush and pick up yards, he's going to do it. And it's, and it's not going to be a specific play call. It's going to be improvised right there on the field. And I feel like that's where he's the most comfortable. When, when the play breaks down and he's got to improvise and he's rolling out of the pocket, you know, you see him make these absolutely incredible throws or he rushes for 17 yards and picks up a first down or, you know, like whatever the case is, that's the Carson Wentz I want to see every single week, regardless of who we are playing. Regardless, because if he feels that he can do what he needs to do 
then it's 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 a completely different ball game. We're not going to see the offense stall as much as we did in the first three weeks. We're not going to see the um, the holding the ball too long and end up getting sacked 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage or or you know just chucking the ball up and it getting intercepted we're not going to see any of that because he will have the confidence within himself within his within his offense and then he's also going to have the confidence from Doug Peterson to run off of I love it um Miles Sanders I, I don't I don't know what's going on with him I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the beginning of a, uh, a, a, you know, pretty much watching how many attempts he has, how, how, how much he's on the field and things like that. This, this team has always been a running back by committee, um, for a number of years, but to, to go from that to having Miles Sanders as the bell cow, I, I don't know if in week four that's something they should be doing or trying to um, trying to implement, I think it may come. I think we may see more of Miles Sanders um, being the ball carrier or the primary uh, rusher after the bye week. I think that's where where we really see it because this team has we. I mean, we've seen it before. This team is a really is a. Um, uh, more a little more exciting after the bye but I think that they I think they're really watching him to make sure one that he doesn't get injured obviously and two to make sure he can still keep up with uh having this many uh rushing attempts um you know he was only he was only 13 attempts for 46 yards but then he was also effective or kind of effective in the in the passing game where he had two receptions for 30 yards. Sometimes I think that there's something else going on with Miles Sanders that the Eagles aren't telling us. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's, um, you know, the fact that, you know, they didn't really have a, 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 an effective training camp. They didn't really have um, what they're used to having leading up to the season. But. I feel like that shouldn't be a reason why you should limit someone that you have previously said is going to be the workhorse. I, I don't think it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. So I guess, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see what happens and, and really go from there. Um, I'm, I'm going to make this <laughs> I'm going to make this short and sweet. Um, Zach Ertz right now is a joke. Um, the fact that Richard Rogers had pretty much the same, like, I don't even want to say it was the same. He had more, he had more, he was more effective. He was more effective. And yes, Zach Ertz is, is number one tight end. He's going to attract a lot of attention. He's going to be double teamed, all of that stuff. But if you are a very, very, and we saw it with George Kittle, if you are a, a talented player no matter the position you will always find a way to help your quarterback and get the ball period period the fact the fact that um what's his name Travis Fulgham couldn't even see the damn ball when Carson threw it to him for the touchdown 
that that to me speaks volumes. Homie was looking somewhere else as the ball was like dropping into his hands. If he can make a catch like that, Zach Ertz can get open. I don't want to hear any excuses anymore. This is not about contract negotiations. This is not about anything except for the inability that Zach Ertz has to get open and create separation from these DBs. He is a lot bigger than a lot of these linebackers and these um, these DBs that are double teaming him or or are are covering him. He is. And the fact that we don't see him fight for any separation, and that's concerning to me. It's very concerning. And somebody better get in his ear and tell him that he needs to fix it and fix it quick because once Dallas Goddard comes back, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You're gonna see, you're probably gonna see a lot more Dallas Goddard and Richard Rodgers out there than Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. I'm just saying. It may happen. And I'm not opposed to it, honestly. Richard Rodgers did pretty well yesterday. Three receptions, 35 yards. He came up with some key some key um, receptions. Um, but we all know my guy, Greg Ward, he, he is that, he is the trust factor. Because Zach Ertz can't get that separation, Greg Ward has now become wide receiver number one. Four receptions for 38 yards. It, it just he he gets Carson out of a lot of a lot of mess. Um uh Fulgham, like I said before, two receptions, 57 yards, and he scored a touchdown. I these these guys were literally, and you you'll hear Philadelphia media say this all the time. These guys were literally not not available. Greg Ward was the only 53-man roster wide receiver the Eagles had at on, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday last week or Thursday last week? That is insane. And then for, um, you know, Fogum to come out and and do what he did yesterday, it, it it's it's admirable. It really is. Um, and there's 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 no excuse for any of the wide receivers that when they come back from injury, any if any of them are not scoring touchdowns, it, this this entire city is going to be calling for somebody's job. The entire city. And honestly, I really hope that Doug Peterson makes the right decision in personnel when some of these players start coming off of IR or coming back from injury, whatever you want to call it. Um John Hightower, two receptions, 22 yards. Um, you know, it just, I, I feel like Carson Wentz is much more comfortable. And we saw this last year. I feel like there is a, I, I don't want to say it's a trust issue, but I think it's more of a, um, a, a, a leadership issue. I think that a lot of the veteran players, um, don't want to be led by Carson Wentz if that makes sense I don't think that they I don't think that they're okay with um you know someone younger than them really kind of like leading the pack some of these wide receivers are are set in their ways and I I hate to say it but maybe some of them need to go 
you know, I probably said this in December last year, like this offense is clicking more without veteran wide receivers than anything. And you saw it again on, on Sunday. It's wild to see how fast this team can turn around when certain players and personnel are not out on the field. It is wild to me. And it will never, ever make sense. It won't. I feel like the guys, Richard Rogers, Greg Ward, Fulgham, Hightower, I feel like all of these guys are are in a... Uh, a prove it mentality. They have to prove that they are ready for the NFL. They have to prove that they are, um, that they're uh, meant to be on a 53 man roster. They have to prove that they're not some uh, Walmart janitor's assistant type of per- like, you know what I mean? Like you have, they, they have, they have a chip on their shoulder and they play with a lot more um, enthusiasm and, urgency than a lot of the uh, than a lot of these veteran wide receivers do or veteran receivers period and that's an issue that's an issue so if if this team is going to move forward the way that we want them to move forward then personnel yeah you got to get it under control you have to get it under control um one thing (laughs) that obviously gets uh, it gets me going it really does and I love to see it um we see flashes of it here and there but seeing Carson Wentz going up against these DBs and these linebackers is probably the best thing since sliced bread for me we saw it in flashes uh, over the last two or three years, we saw him lower his shoulder and run over uh, a linebacker, lower his shoulder, run over a DB, um, you know, all of that stuff. And on on Sunday, we saw him uh, pretty much hand checking with a DB as as uh, Jalen Hurts was under center and, you know, put a little pushing, a little shoving, you know, a little bit of little a little helmet helmet to helmet there um I love it I need to see more of that please you know I I feel like whatever gets Carson Wentz going gets me going and I and I'm and I'm fine with that I'm fine with it we I I tweeted this out uh before the game because you know the Eagles they record you know their pregame speech and and all that stuff um you know Carson Wentz said let's let's get in the end zone all damn night I'm like, oh, 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 Carson is turned up today. My man is out here cursing. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, and then you see him hand checking with a DB. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Is that listen? It's it's gonna be a wrap if we see this same Carson Wentz next week, and and even moving forward, all of these games leading up to the bye. I am with it 100. percent I will support this man through any and everything that he decides to do. Okay? I will. And I I, I just, I love to see it. I love to see it. I really do. Um, so one thing that I saw, <laughs> and this is, this is, um, 
This was actually brought up by um, OJ. Uh, her at on Twitter is Game Day OJ, and um, she was pretty much talking about like how come nobody is is talking about or bringing up the uh, the the drops or the giveaways that the Dallas Cowboys have. So we all know that uh, Dallas lost to Cleveland and uh, it was a lot of garbage yards because Dallas was down like 28 points and obviously they needed to get back into the game or whatever. So Dak ended up throwing throwing for over 500 yards, um, four touchdowns, but <laughs> it wasn't enough. Uh, Zeke rushed for 54 yards, eh, wasn't enough. Um... But if, if I, and this is all pre, pre, bleh, preliminary, um, I didn't do a lot of digging on this, but they do have a lot of fumbles lost. Um, I know that us Eagles fans, we, we are not happy with the amount of interceptions that Carson Wentz has thrown or, uh, the amount of, uh, fumbles that he has had, but I feel like Dak almost has a little bit more than Carson Wentz. And, um, just looking at the, you know, the first, the first couple of games, um, he had one versus the Seahawks, a fumble, and these are fumbles lost. So he had one versus the Seahawks, three versus the Rams, and then two versus Cleveland. And that's only Dak Prescott. That's not counting Ezekiel Elliott, who has three fumbles total, and then two that he has lost. So I feel like, um, you know, they're comparable. If people are going to talk about Carson Wentz losing the ball, they need to talk about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys losing the ball as well. Just because you're putting up these quote-unquote record numbers with garbage stats doesn't mean or doesn't negate the fact that you are, you're coughing up the ball. You're losing the ball. Um, you know, the, the national ne- bleh, the national media needs to stop picking and choosing when they want to criticize Carson Wentz, but not criticizing every quarterback who does the exact same thing. It doesn't matter um, whether or not you are in your fifth year or if you're in your 10th year as a quarterback. If you lose the ball, it is your fault. It is your problem. Those are your stats. And nobody is nobody is talking about Dallas and how much they cough up the ball. They're not at all and 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 honestly it's it it pisses me off it really does it really does because Carson Wentz gets dragged for weeks at a time weeks at a time for things that you see Dak Prescott do for things you see um I don't even know who else (laughs) Dwayne Haskins doesn't count because his job is on the line he's probably gonna be benched next week um but, you know, all of these other quarterbacks are out here, you know, uh, throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball or whatever the case is. And they're not being criticized to the extent of Carson Wentz. Um, but you know what? It is what it is, because when the Eagles win the division and we get into the playoffs <laughs> in that number seven spot, you know, it it's going to be it's going to be like they should have never let us into the party again. And, and I'm here for it. So, uh, you know, that concludes another episode of Sports and Stilettos podcast. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. Um, 
Follow me on Instagram at Sports and Stilettos Podcast. If you do not know already, uh, Eagles are uh, going to Pittsburgh next Sunday, uh, 1 p.m. game. Pittsburgh Steelers are currently 3-0. and But what I did notice is they play a lot of close games. A lot of their winning, the margin that they're winning by is only like 5 or 10 points. So I feel like the Eagles, as long as they play the way that they played today, just better, I, I really think that they'll be they'll they'll be uh, in line with um, handing handing the Pittsburgh Steelers the first loss of the season. I'm with it. I'm with it. So um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how uh, we'll see how next week goes. We'll see how uh, how Carson Wentz does throughout the week. Um, we'll see what injuries look like Wednesday and Thursday. Oh. I also wanted to say, as I was a little bit scared that Jordan Maialata was not going to hold up, this being his first real, real, real game of his career, he held up pretty daggone well. So moving forward, I'm I'm pretty okay with Jordan Maialata playing left tackle. I'm 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 I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. 110. He has my support. Uh, if I see anybody talking trash about Jordan Maialata, I will out you. And um, yeah, JP is a thief. And if he ever comes off IR this season, he better not start another game because I need Jordan Maialata out there. Period. Anyway, until next time, everybody. Peace and love.